After finishing six straight games with the Brampton Thunder, the Boston Blades move on to their next opponent, the Calgary Inferno. This is the Blades Inside Edge. You're listening to the Blades Inside Edge, the official podcast of the Boston Blades. Here's your host, Chris Knobloch. Hello and welcome to Episode 4 of Blades Inside Edge. My name is Chris Knobloch, the voice of the Boston Blades. On this edition, we'll take a look back at this past weekend as the Blades finished up their six-game series with the Brampton Thunder. We'll also take a look forward to two games against the Calgary Inferno this weekend and look towards the Teddy Bear Toss against the Toronto Furies on the 19th of December. I'll also speak with Blades General Manager Kristen Petronic. The Blades put together their best offensive showing so far this season, scoring four goals over the weekend against Brampton. Unfortunately, it was not enough. Saturday night, the Brampton Thunder took a 5-2 decision on a game that you could have watched on CWHL Live, and on Sunday morning, they took a 4-2 decision down in Walpole at Rodman Arena. Brampton jumped out to a 3-0 lead in the first period, getting goals from Jenna McParland, Laura Fortino, and Rebecca Vint. In the second, however, the Blades were allowed a 5-on-3 power play opportunity, and Christina Brown did not disappoint. Watchorn plays catch with Burns. Burns looks for a centering pass. Shot. Score! Christina Brown with her second goal of the season. And that will be the first goal of the game for the Blades. It's now 3-1 on a 5-on-3 power play goal. Best part is the Blades still have a power play. And so far, they've done a great job this period of getting pucks in the net, getting second chance opportunities. They've had three, four, five shots, it seems. After that first shot gets Erica out, she's doing a good job of stopping the first one. It's the second and third chances that the Blades are really making their money on right now. And doing a good job of getting back into this game, stealing a little bit of momentum back with the power play. Brown's second tally of the year reduced the Blades' deficit to two goals. In the third period, Jess Jones scored early on to give Brampton a three-goal lead before Maggie DeMaisie again cut the deficit to two. Burns rattles it around the boards for Farrell. Farrell looks to clear and does so. Home run pass to DeMaisie. She has no one to beat. Maggie DeMaisie shot, score! Maggie DeMaisie with her first professional goal. It's 4-2 on a beautiful play. And I'm not sure what Maggie DeMaisie was doing way up at the far blue line as one of the defensemen, but we talked with her in the period about being aggressive, joining the rush, knowing when to pick your spots, and I guess that was one of them, as there's Rachel Farrell and Drew Burns playing catch back and forth behind the net. DeMaisie slips out behind the defenders, calls for that puck, and gets it right on her tape there. I believe it was Drew Burns who sent that one right up on the money. And a beautiful shot, snapshot up under the crossbar, beating Erica Howe glove hand. Couldn't have placed it any better. And it's 4-2 game with 10.45 remaining. Oddly enough, that was something Maggie DeMaisie was working on during practice this week, beating Genevieve Lacasse a couple of times, and that pays big dividends for the Blades. Despite DeMaisie's goal and the pressure applied by the Blades, Jamie Lee Rattray would score for the Thunder with just under six minutes to play in the game to seal the game for Brampton. Blades stalwart Genevieve Lacasse, again making the start in goal, made 45 saves in the defeat. On Sunday, it was a bit of a different story for the Blades. After a scoreless first period, Jess Jones again struck for the Thunder in the second, but Sadie St. Germain responded with her first professional goal on the breakaway, and after two periods of play, the game was tied at one. In the third period, however, Brampton struck twice within a minute, with goals from Laura Fortino and Candace Siles to jump out to a 3-1 lead. 
Meg Myers got a goal back for the Blades just five minutes later, but Jen McParlin sealed the game with an empty netter with under a minute to go, giving Brampton a 4-2 victory. Lacasse was again a star for the Blades, stopping 46 shots after seeing 50 shots in each game of the weekend. I'm here with Blades General Manager Krista Petronic and Krista, we are halfway through this CWHL season. Uh, give us the state of the Blades, as it were. What, what have you seen that you've liked, that you haven't liked? What are you looking for improvements on? Uh, where do you think this roster is at right now? Oh, state of the Blades. Uh, you know, obviously we're struggling a little bit in the standings. That's kind of tough to see, especially when uh, you see the girls who show up every week and play hard and work hard. And I see them on and off the ice, and I know how bad they want it. So, I mean, uh, you know, we got to get scoring. we got to get some points up here and get uh, closer in the standings, catch up to the other teams. And I know that's on their their minds. It's on our, our minds on the, in terms of the coaching staff and uh, the management as well. So, um you know, hoping that'll come together by the end of the year. I know we've made such amazing strides in terms of, um, you know, on-ice chemistry and off-ice chemistry. It's really starting to click, so uh, we just kind of want to see that on the stat sheet right now. With half the games gone in this season uh, and our tracking of Tara Watchhorn's ice time over the last couple games, how much has she meant as captain of this Blades team to a new roster and to the franchise? I mean, she's just been incredible. There's no words to really describe how much she has really stepped up for this team. And, you know, we couldn't have done this without her. I mean, she's just been a leader. She's been, um, you know, taking the newer players under her wing, showing them uh, what to do, just helping them out during practice, um, on and off the ice, really just being a leader for them and showing them what professional women's hockey is like. So, I mean, couldn't, couldn't be doing this without her. She's amazing. Going off of that, four Blades will be representing Boston in the CWHL All-Star Game. Watchhorn, Genevieve Lacasse, Drew Burns, and Christina Brown. Just talk a little bit about these ladies and what it means to have them represent Boston uh, on the international stage. Well, I mean, they're definitely our true our true all-stars. I mean, I couldn't think of four um, more deserving players to go to the all-star game. Watch, obviously, stepped up so much as a captain and really just has led this team this entire time uh, that we've uh, been going undergoing some major changes here. Uh, obviously, you know, Gen- Genevieve, I mean, she's just been an absolute wall for us. She's been our saving grace in so many occasions, and she's just incredible. So, I mean, she deserves this you know, so so much, and I know that she'll have a blast at her her uh, I think it's her second All Star, her second All Star game. So, um, yeah, and uh, Brownie obviously, Brownie is such a spirited player. She really gets the girls going. So, uh, you know, being around her is has just meant everything to this team. They they look to her for uh, for guidance and for support, and um, it's an incredible player. And Drew is just amazing on D. So. Um, yeah, like I said, four four girls who really deserve to be at the All-Star game. I know they're going to do awesome. Twelve games left in the season, six more home games, including four straight, um, part of the six-game homestand that we do have. What's coming up that Blades fans should be aware of? Teddy Bear Toss on December 19th. This is one of the things that I was so incredibly adamant about when I took this job as GM is that we needed to do a Teddy Bear Toss. Uh, they're just so much fun, so come out and uh, bring your teddy bears. We'll be donating them. Um it's going to look awesome to have the Blades score and then have, see all these teddy bears flying all over the place. That's going to be such a great moment. I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, we have, a, we have a bunch of stuff coming up. We'll be playing at UMass Lowell again this weekend. We will 
um, be playing up at Waterville Valley in New Hampshire. So if any fans are tubing, skiing, uh, skiing fans, then we'll have some packages available for that. It'll be awesome. So hopefully we can get uh, everyone out to the games. That was Blades General Manager Krista Petronic. Now to the Blades news and notes. Claire St. Germain, number nine on your programs, has been moved to a forward defense hybrid position, much like Ellie Tremblay. Claire has been playing center for the Blades, including on Sunday's game, and has actually won most of her faceoffs so far this season. It'll be interesting to see how she's deployed in upcoming games. Also of note, Genevieve Lacasse, still one of the CWHL's best goaltenders by statistics. She is the only goaltender to play in every single one of her team's games, logging an incredible 725 minutes so far. Despite the fact that she has a 430 goals against average, she actually has the third highest save percentage at 91%. So she is number three in the CWHL at a 91% save percentage, despite allowing 4.3 goals per game. That is an incredible statistic. Some milestones from this past weekend for the Blades. First, Maggie DeMaisie scored her first professional goal on Saturday, and Sadie St. Germain scored her first goal on Sunday. Also of note, Rachel Farrell, former UConn standout, tallied her first assist of her professional career on Saturday on Maggie DeMacy's goal. Finally of note, Steve Ventresca tracked Tara Watchhorn's time on ice this weekend. Now that's not a normal statistic kept by the CWHL, but we figured we would take a look after her performance on November 15th where we thought she had about 45 minutes of ice time. Now we were off by a little bit this weekend, However, Tara Watchorn's final time on ice, and this is unofficial, was 63 minutes. So 63 minutes of ice time over two games. So those are some heavy minutes there, mostly playing with her defensive partner, Drew Burns. As GM Krista Petronic mentioned, we do have some upcoming promotions for the Blades, starting this weekend on Sunday versus the Calgary Inferno. Due to a scheduling conflict, Sunday's game was moved to 10.30 in the morning at Songa Center in Lowell, and because of that, the Blades are offering $5 student rush tickets to any University of Massachusetts Lowell student who wants to come to the game. More details can be found at boston.cwhl.ca, but it's the best deal in professional hockey in the state of Massachusetts, so we hope to see a lot of UML students at the game on Sunday morning. Also of note, Coming up on December 19th against the Toronto Furies, our first home game against Toronto, will be the Teddy Bear Toss. Throw a Teddy Bear on the ice after the Blades score their first goal, and with their current offensive output, that is a very likely possibility. All toys will be donated to the Salvation Army after the game, so come out, support the Blades, bring a Teddy Bear, you can throw it on the ice and we won't get mad at you, and donated to a great cause. That will do it for this edition of Blades Inside Edge. For my partner, Steve Ventresca, who you can follow on Twitter, at Steven Ventresca. My name is Chris Knobloch. Follow me on Twitter, at cnoblock 17 Make sure to follow the Boston Blades on social media, at BostonCWHL for Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash BostonCWHL. Once again, my name is Chris Knobloch. Thank you so much for listening to Blades Inside Edge. Until next time, go Blades. Thanks.